stupendous. And I'm not saying stupendous. I'm saying stupendous. As in Stu McKenzie and the boys. Indeed.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the next episode of Final Stallion. Stallion. Give it up for King Gizzard and the Wizard Lizard. Oh, dude. All right. You just heard Clep. We are talking about King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard today on this episode. And this was a concert that happened over a month ago on May 20th. It was a Friday in Cleveland, Ohio at the Agora. And I have been itching to do this episode. I mean, summer's crazy for Club and I. We have shit going on. And we've been doing a shit ton of sit downs as well. Uh, They've been amazing. But I've been itching so I don't lose my steam of how much I enjoyed this concert and how crazy it was. So I am beyond excited to dive into this. Yeah, this was one of the crazier concerts I've been to this year. And I'm saying that mostly based on reality versus expectations. You know, like every concert you go into, even if you have no expectations, you still have some just sort of general like, oh, here's what I think I might see. And like what actually happened versus what I thought was going to happen were two completely different things. So first, first thing that caught me off guard, and I know you agree with this, Spruce, because we've talked, is the demographics of the actual people that were there. We were like two of the oldest people there, <laughs> like by a solid five years, I felt like. No, definitely. I mean, and we were just like, so we were in the pit. The pit was crazy. But um, yeah, as Klepp said, I mean, at least in the pit, we were definitely some of the oldest. There were some older people like back. It was definitely packed on a Friday night. Uh, I want to go back even further. I want to set this stage. So for anyone who doesn't okay. know. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard is an Australian rock band that was formed in 2010 in Melbourne, Victoria. And that, again, is in Australia. And we mentioned Stu McKenzie. He is the lead vocal guitarist. He plays the flute, the keyboards. But he, he does it all. You got Ambrose Kenny Smith playing the vocals, That's the like- harmonica, the keyboards. Yeah, that was the guy who was on the left who sung Presumptuous. Yep. And then Cook Craig was the guitar, bass, keyboard. Joey Walker was the guitar, bass, keyboard. Lucas Harwood and then uh, on the bass and keyboard. And then Michael Cavanaugh was on the drums and percussion. And so this band has been around again for a long time. They have a ridiculously amount. They have 20 studio albums, 10 live albums, two compilations and three EPs. So a stupid amount, years. a stupid amount of music, um, which was crazy to like even begin to look at. And it's gone through. So I guess it used to have a second drummer as well who helped founded the group with Stu, but recently he had left. But what I just named was the uh, lineup that we saw. And so for my own personal self, I really didn't know much about Giz. Uh, I, my buddy BMAC, who we've mentioned a handful of times, uh, actually bought these tickets and then ended up going to EDC in Vegas, uh, which is a crazy EDM music festival. Uh, so he couldn't go and he gave them to myself. And then naturally I brought Mr. Clap. 
And uh, so, so, the, so that was set the stage. Didn't know that much. We dove in a little bit to some gigs before, but the, for the final thing to set the stage as the preface, Klepp and I, as you know, do vinyl roulettes. The second vinyl roulette actually happened after this concert on the same exact night. And we were firing away. We did the one vinyl roulette one. We did vinyl roulette 1.5. And we were just so amped for it. That low key, we were walking into this concert, kind of overlooking it. And I think that's what you meant, Club, by saying just like the expectations. I mean, we weren't even mentally prepared to even step inside to see a concert. We were so focused on what freaking vinyls were we going to get afterwards. Yes, that, that's an excellent point. Um, yeah, so we had Vinyl Roulette 2.0 set up in Spruce's house before we left for this concert. Like we had everything set up. We had all the slips cut and in a hat ready to go. And we were just itching for that roulette. But we're like, of course, we're going to go to this concert. Like, you know, like, how are we not? They're from Australia um, the- as well, again, which I'm like, when are they ever going to come to Cleveland again? And if I'm not mistaken, we looked at their tour schedule. I think they were in Mexico the yep. before that, but they had like a week or so off. So these boys were ready to freaking explode. And man, oh man, did they explode. Yep. So this was their 2022 world tour. They had just finished the Mexican leg of it. And Cleveland was their first stop in the States. So yeah, crazy to think about. And then I guess to extrapolate a little bit more on their genre, like rock is a good way to describe them because they cover so many different things. But like, I guess if you wanted to try to narrow it down a little more, they're kind of like an indie rock jam band. And like with the size of their discography too, like we were going in there thinking like, Oh, this will have the feel of a jam band concert. Like it totally didn't though. (laughs) No, it was crazy. And we'll get into the genres as we go, but let's just dive into this. So club and I get there uh, pretty late, honestly. Um, And we go right into the pit right on the, if you go to the Agora, I am a right side Agora freak. I love the right side. It's much more open always to get onto the floor. So Club and I get down there. We actually run into my cousin Chaz. Shout out, shout out to Chaz uh, in the chaos. And but Chaz. it is it is packed all the way, and we are just standing in the back. And then they come out with the first song, which was "Crumbling Castle." Mm-hmm. And so, as I'm looking around, you know, I'm expecting everyone's just gonna like kind of be swaying, just enjoying themselves um but like i said that was not the vibe so all of a sudden i see somebody getting tossed around and i'm like oh is there a fight breaking out but then i see somebody else get tossed around and what we see is a mosh pit unfolding (laughs) and so naturally we want to get in the mix you know we're like almost getting our ribs crushed against the back of the floor because you know we got there a little late like we're packed in there and we're like all right here's a chance and so what do we do we hop right in and as soon as the first note was hit everyone stormed so if you were taking part of it you're storming the front and so the club and i saw that opportunity made a stallions move and boom we were involved in just the mess but so crumbling castle is a hard hitting like scream just uh, absolute like 
almost metal like uh, mm-hmm. yeah like hard hard hitting song followed by that was i gotta find the set list was venusian 2 from there it went to planet b and then number four was a song called gaia so i'm gonna break up this concert with those first four because those first four were the hard hitting just what honestly i thought all of giz music was a majority like uh just like a lot of screaming and just power notes and just absolute insanity and that's when everyone moshed definitely the most during those four songs um but clap you got the song that you wanted yeah which that which was gaia i mean a little bit of planet b too because that one is off of infest the rat's nest which i had listened to like maybe four songs off of the day before and one of them was planet b and i was there like there is no planet b be <laughs> so but yeah. yeah i was itching for gaia and probably the entire time leading up to the show like every other sentence i'm just like muttering like oh I am God. I am no one. Just like, you know, <laughs> just repeating the lyrics to Gaia. I am Gaia. And so for um, reference, so they were touring on an album that just was put out. I believe it was in April. Um, yeah. Omnium Gatherum. Yes. And so Gaia's on that. And then a lot like we got a lot from that album, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. Let me see. I think a couple of live debuts. I know "Presumptuous." That was the live debut of that song, and then the Grim, the Grim Reaper. Reaper. That yeah. was another. The Grim that's Reaper. Another omnium. The check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. That. That's like almost like a funk hip hop song. We'll get there. We'll get there. So they. So again, those first four were very. Yeah. Like I don't know. It. It. It, it was hard rock hitting that, and then they mm-hmm. went into a song called "Her and I," parentheses slow jam two, which. Correct me if I'm wrong. They said that they were so. So this is kind of when it where it kind of took a turn. Where it kind of went into a more like jam band feel, um, where the lights were moving. They kind of just took you on like long solos and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but her and I, and then Sleepwalker was the one after. I don't remember which one it was, but they said there's a new song that we're gonna do right now, and it has a Latin feel, kind of a Santana vibe. Do you know which one out of those ones? I haven't had a chance to listen to either of those two since the concert. Uh, my guess is it was probably like Presumptuous or the Grim Reaper because they hadn't played those live before. No, all no. these. I'm. I know for a fact it was one of these two because I was mind blown. Because then it was probably her and I. Um, yeah. Because so. I'm just looking at the set list they have and it says in there that they did an am I in heaven intro into the song and then tease presumptuous and iron long. Okay. Huh? Wow. That's pretty crazy. Cause all, all of the songs that they've played are on one of their studio albums. Hmm. So and the only have... thing I could. 
Yeah, I'm not sure what uh, it, it must have been like one of those songs or uh, or something and that her, her and I because I remember they said that and then Stu was like, should we just skip it? <laughs> and, but they ended up doing it and it turned into like a Latin vibe. And then the next one, Sleepwalker, must have been the one that was like the jam banny. I have a video of it. I will post along uh, on our yeah. social. Well, it could have been her and I, too, because that is an eight minute song. It's off of. I'm in your mind fuzz, which is from 2014. So, you know, a little bit of their yeah. earlier days. We will uh, fact check ourselves, go listen to those two songs, and then we will uh, clarify on our social which one we are talking about. But just know that I was actually jaw dropped at going from a screaming, mosh pitting, crazy uh, first four songs to getting like a Latin vibe to getting the jam bam vibe. And then right to Presumptuous, which is this song that is unbelievably good. Yeah, and like we said earlier, it was the live debut of it. And what really made it stand out was they switched singers. So at this point, like Stu McKenzie had been singing. He's the lead singer on all of the first six songs. And so ambrose kenny smith he if you're looking at the stage is on the left side and he had just been kind of tapping away at his keyboard the whole show i was almost like what is this guy even doing like what was he really adding right now and so when they finished sleepwalker he he talked to the crowd for a little bit didn't he before they actually yeah. started playing so because he said he like honestly, wrote it for his like girlfriend or something, or it was for some or like his ex, I remember. And uh yeah. he said he wrote presumptuous. And I'll be honest, it was sort of hard to understand him because his accent is so thick. Like we said, they're from Australia. Um, but yeah, he just nailed presumptuous. It was so good. And yeah, live debut of the song, super cool. The crowd was so into it. Yeah, we lost our minds. I, th- that was one of the most standout, crazy parts of the concert because um, he just took the mic, got right up front, um, and then continued to sing after that. So presumptuous, uh, le tongue in cheek. Check out that song. I, that, that song's so good. Um, oh, presumptuous. <laughs> and then uh, sea, so Sea of Trees was the next one, uh, which I think think ambrose may have sang as well and this is actually off their very first studio album 12 bar brews so and i did not know that at the time but yeah after the show i was like i have to know what i just heard so i i just looked up all the songs and i remember that one stood out because i was like oh they went way back on this one because we got Let's see, one, two, three, looks like four songs off of Omnium Gatherum, which is about half the set list. So, yeah, getting, you know, a little bit of a deep dive, going back to that first album, that, that was kind of cool. Yeah, no, it it was. And then from there, they went into a song called Hot Water. Uh, which is kind of like a, uh, again, just a different vibe. So throughout this whole concert, I was jaw dropped mm-hmm. at how just many different, like 
I don't really record that much at concerts. I'll try to do like one or two videos here and there. Like this, remember where I sit or obviously with this podcast, got to show the people what we're seeing now, but I don't do much. But during this one, I have like five different videos because I'm like, no one's going to believe me that I went to the show and saw <laughs> this. Like it doesn't make sense. So hot water is just kind of a different vibe. And then it goes into this, another live debut called the grim reaper which mm-hmm. is legitimately a rap. They started rapping at the end of this thing. And yep. I Yep, another another Ambrose Kenny Smith song. And not just rapping, but you got Stu playing the motherfucking flute the out flute. there as yeah. well. And so people are starting to mosh again uh towards the end. Like in the middle everyone was kind of calm a little bit, but and it wasn't even like a mosh like me and club talked about it, how like our feet weren't even on the floor. Like it was like, you know, being in a wave pool where the undertow's just taking you left and right. And you mm-hmm. don't have any control. So like we were tossed, like I was second row at one point and it was during the grim reaper. And I just remember being like, what is happening? This man is playing the flute. There's a harmonica involved. They're rapping right now. Like, where am I? And Oh, something else club that we uh, didn't, uh, we honestly should have talked about at the beginning was we talked about the diversity of the fans, but how loyal these fans were, how every, yeah, they would play one note and immediately know what song it is. And these people are getting 20 studio (laughs) albums and they knew every lyric Mm -hmm. to every single song, all these like college kids or like post-college kids. It was like, I couldn't believe it. I think there were some high school kids in there too, for sure. <laughs> it 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 was so just awesome to see, and uh, and again they're from Australia. Like I don't know the next time these guys they're coming back to Cleveland. They're coming to Detroit in October, which I'm gonna try mm-hmm. maybe make it up there with the BMAC because he didn't get a chance to see them this time around, obviously. But it was yeah, it's just like such an interesting concert. I I couldn't believe it. Um. And then there's one another. Song. Oh, go ahead. Just, just a quick story. So cause just because we were talking about the mosh pits. So there was one point where I like turned around, like I'm in the mosh pit and I'm like, like kind of trying to like get out. Like I just need a break. So I'm just trying to get over to the side to just catch my breath for a second. I'm like dripping in sweat and I look over my shoulder and this dude is trying to come into the mosh pit with like a full tall boy beer. I'm, I just like, I'm thinking in my head, this is not going to end well for the sky. And it does it. He gets shoved right away. I see half the beer pour out right out of the can. I, I get a little shower and this dude's like acting like, like this person's crazy i was just like dude you're in a mosh pit like what do you think is gonna happen and then of course the guy who he got pushed into <laughs> pushes him and i just see him bouncing around like a pinball and by the time he's finally like you know still he tries like pouring his beer and nothing comes out because he had <laughs> lost it all <laughs> oh oh uh, the grim reaper cash this the check <laughs> Uh, damn yeah no it was it was crazy like i've it was definitely the craziest mosh pit i've ever been a part of um yeah it was harder than the corn mosh pit from when we went out to fort wayne like exactly (laughs) 
Yeah, no, it was. And it was like, you're going to push around. But like, as we talked about, Club and I were definitely one of the biggest people in there. So like, there was a point where like, we were like, kind of, like I was far up, you were like behind and just like within two steps, we were just next to each other because we were just like, move. <laughs> yeah, move. yeah, that that's true. The corn mosh pit had like, you know people with like 250 pounds of muscle in there <laughs> we, we just red seed that bitch and said move yeah yeah king king gizzard that mosh pit was like 170 pounds like bone <laughs> <laughs> so they played one more song to end the Ripper. set and my God, was I obsessed with this song after we went and saw this. And it just so happened to be the first song on their on that Omnia album or Omnium. Uh, and Omnium it's called Gatherum. The Dripping Tap. The 18 and a half minute ripper that takes you on a journey. But it's not the journey that I'm involved that I enjoy the song for it's the three different ways that they sing in this song that just gets me listening to it every single time. The dripping time won't be turned out by the suits and charge. Of <laughs> our and now. So there's Such like, a good song. dude, yeah, like there's that part where they're singing like the the drip been tap, and then there's the other part where they're like drip drip from the tap, yeah. don't slip on a drip, drip drip from the tap, don't slip on a drip, and then um, then the verse is like I'm a mile sounding no, the contemporizing thoughts, <laughs> and I don't know, you people have to go listen to it, but just know that that is probably my favorite Giz song, uh, just strictly from that. They played the whole thing, and it was just like another genre of music as well. It kind of felt like it was just like the end of like a Guitar Hero song. Felt like I was just playing like Through the Fire and Flames. Like, oh uh, yeah, it's so good. They had that another one. I that 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 we I forget which song it was. It might have been Sea of Trees, but they. There was one that like sounded like fucking Green Day, dude. Like I just cannot stress enough how jaw dropped I was at just the eleven song mix that they gave. It was almost as crazy of a shuffle as the Stampede shuffle. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's sort of what it was, just like a live Stampede shuffle. <laughs> Another interesting thing too, so we noted that they ended with the dripping tap unlike most bands no encore they were just like all right here's our set we're playing it and then we're done and i didn't believe you you so clubs always scouting the set list beforehand and he goes that's it all right let's go and i i'm usually like ready to leave and i'm like dude wait hang on hang on they'll come back they'll come back nope australians don't believe in encores yeah yeah it was very different because yeah sometimes you know like stay tuned for the next concert review you'll hear about a show with many many encores <laughs> meow 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 um but yeah besides that dude giz i this band i'm so glad to be introduced to i'm so glad they decided to stop in cleveland and we were able to see it with our own eyes because they are so unique and they just bring a whole different vibe like like live they go nuts Stu is just 
walking around like this getting fucking crazy i think we talked about the harmonica playing the flute just dude the bass and the the guitar were so locked in we forgot to mention that they also dude they were switching instruments like throughout the show like that's part of why like when we were introducing the band like we couldn't just give one instrument to certain members like they would just be like handing off guitars and basses like the only constant was ambrose kenny smith on his keyboard and what was the drummer's name again let me let me get it up here and then uh michael cavanaugh just on the kit like those were the only two that didn't change instruments like and ambrose was one playing the harmonica so technically well yeah (laughs) but uh besides that man it was a great concert i'm glad we were fucking finally able to do this thing and talk about it and i'm gonna be able to post all the crazy videos that we got um giz 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 trip trip but besides that my name is spruce i'm clip and this has been another episode of vinyl stallion, stallion.